name is Dr. Christy Morgan, and I am the Arizona Director for Candle Wishes in Phoenix, Arizona. My name is Jenny Williams. I'm the Founder and Executive Director of the Candle Wishes Foundation. I just really felt this burden come over me for these kids. Children mean a lot. Um, <clears throat> you never want a child to grow up feeling like they're not loved. God put this on my heart to want to give these children happy birthdays. This foundation just touched my heart, so I knew that this was something that I needed to do. Okay, y'all, I'm not gonna ugly cry. This is terrible. There was a time in our life where we struggled. Um, there was a time in our life where we lived paycheck to paycheck. One time when we first moved down to Phoenix, a friend of ours, even at Christmas time, paid for my son to have a picture. <laughs> paid to have a picture of our son sitting on Santa's lap and I couldn't afford it because we had just moved across the country. And so, <clears throat> that's always stuck with me. If you would love to sponsor a child, if you would like to throw a birthday party, if you would like to just volunteer, we need your help. Reach out to us so that we can connect and, um, and make our community a better place. Good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. I want to plug Dr. Christy Morgan's um, foundation there, Candle Wishes for Children. It's so children can have a birthday party that are underprivileged. So go look them up and, and support that. So um, without any more about all that, I want to welcome my good friend, Aggie Hall, to the show. Aggie, welcome. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad that you're here. So Thank um, you. So listen, um, <clears throat> we've been friends now for what? Three, maybe three years or I, I don't know. We've, it's been been a few years, I think. A few years, yeah. So, um, and I'm friends with your husband Jesse, who's a, a Jesse the realtor. <laughs> down yes, he's still around. He's uh, right now showing some homes and 10xing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, so um, you know, this show is all about helping people have a breakthrough that get get stuck in life and we all get stuck from time to time you know in in a variety of different ways and i think that you know people learn and grow from hearing other people's stories about do you have a bird or something nearby yeah one sec <laughs> it's my dog she uh, she gets uh, jealous when i don't uh, hold her okay <laughs> oh you I'm, have her now <laughs> home and when I'm home, she's just very clingy. All right, <laughs> we, now we're back we have, on. We have dogs, too. Uh, one of our dogs is like, sits at my wife's feet literally all day whining. It's insane. Yes. So, um, so with with this show, I, I want to kind of start with, um, you know, sharing with people where you were born and raised. Because you're in Florida now, right? I am, and I'm not moving anytime soon. <laughs> uh, okay, well... Why don't we start with telling everybody where you were born and raised? So I'm, um, as my dad says, um, American made with Polish parts. So I'm born and raised in Boston, 
um, of uh, two uh, immigrant parents from uh, Poland. Uh, they, long story short, they immigrated here in the 70s. Uh, I came along in 81, and uh, I was uh, born in, so being born in Boston, my parents had the American dream to have their um, picket fence and home, and they worked very hard and and uh, old school way of hustle to uh, get a beautiful home in a little suburb outside of Boston called Dedham. I grew up in Dedham, uh, a beautiful rural city outside of the, the bigger city, and uh, I was able to grow up there and uh, class in '99. And so you know, guys know how old I am. And uh, so I had a you know great childhood, you know, uh, fun times. And then I ended up living in uh, um, Attleboro a while, uh, and. Um, so I have a, a history, and my, my original home is back in Boston. Nice. Yeah, I've been to um, I've been to Boston one time. My my wife's um, cousin my wife's cousin lives out there, and they were getting they she got married, so we went out there for her wedding in I think Foxborough. 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 Yeah. 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 I live so, next door. Uh, what's that? I live next door to Foxborough. Oh, did you? Yeah. <clears throat> that's and uh, I've never so I've never been to the city like down like I've never I, I, I need to go back but um, I've, I've heard I have a lot of friends from there so what was it like growing up with um, I mean did you so did your parents speak English they they do that they're they're um, the bilingual so that since their first language was Polish it was uh you know uh, difficult but they had to learn it right when they got here so like most immigrants who come here they everyone just wings it they you know you uh, learn the basics and then you just um when you're in the environment you learn as you move along and so they speak it fluently now uh obviously they're they're going to speak polish a lot better than english so i became like the little interpreter when uh, as a little kid and i was always their little um walking uh, advocate and interpreter for them <laughs> oh nice yeah so you you're you're bilingual I'm very bilingual. So if anyone listening is uh, a Polish American or uh, from the homeland, uh, you know, give me a shout, uh, send me a message, move it up old school. So uh, let's connect. Well, what did you just say there? We'll... I said I speak Polish and uh, let's connect. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. So um, I, I'm always so envious of people who are bilingual. Like I, I need to learn another language. My wife speaks fluent French. Wow. And, and yeah, and she studied over there, but um but I I I I I know a few Spanish words and that's about it. <laughs> now I did go on a foreign exchange. So going back to the history, uh, during my high school years and my junior year, I did go to Poland for one year. So oh, Did you really? To be honest, um it was a party year. So I, my whole intent was to go learn the language, but to be honest, I I I learned, but I partied and I had a good time and I was with my host family and I Obviously came back fluent, but it was just a fun year, and I came back, and I was still like post-party mode into my senior year. So, uh, but the good thing is that year being abroad, the classes that I took in Polish, like for trigonometry and all these different courses, I got credit for. So by the time I came back for uh, senior year, it was kind of like a waiting to graduate because I just got all the credits that I needed. <laughs> wow. So, so what was it like though, growing up as a kid and, and with, um, uh, you know, I mean, you, you were an immigrant and, and not that that's, a, I'm not saying that because most of us are right. Like, yeah, most of us are. Yeah. So in one way or another, but 
So what? But like, I I didn't grow up with parents who were direct immigrants into the U.S. So what was that like for you growing up? And you know, because I'm sure that they have thick accents, and they were probably much yep. thicker back then. So very what, thick and very ethnic. Yeah, right. So what? <laughs> what's that mean, ethnic? Like the food. So when you're and, ethnic, what that means, and you're so you're a first generationer. So when I went to school in Dedham, a lot of half of the kids were first generationers like me. So they were either first generation or Italians, uh, Lebanese, Greek. Uh, I was really like one of the only Polacks. So, and uh, that is not derogatory. That is just the term that you were um, put, kind of like a French person, you know, like, and they're French. So yeah. I was one of the only uh, Polish people there. And, um, or if there were, they would be second or third generation. So if your parents are um, kids of parents that were from the homeland, you might already be second or third yourself, Ken, or maybe fourth or fifth. I mean, a yeah. lot of these kids that are here, uh, they already on the cusp of third or fourth generation, whereas I was coming into the second or third generation. So a lot of the kids, their grandparents came during Ellis Island times or uh, um, after World War uh, after World War Two. I'm sorry. So um, World War Two was a time when a lot of people immigrated here, and um, it started that history. But then in the 70s. Um, Poland was still in a communist regime, so you could apply for asylum uh, if you were immigrated here. But back then, immigration was different. If you came here, you apply for asylum, and you know you you had specifics of finding a job, working, and paying towards an attorney, and actually paying into the system. So uh, legalized immigration just became something that you wanted to do. Nobody right. wanted to be here illegally um so everyone worked and you and that's how how it was back then right right so so with the like did they come over and are are, the, are there are they entrepreneurial or did they come over well, and get jobs so uh, my parents were more let's let's come here let's find a job and be set so they were the the generation that came in and wanted to find a job and just had that security so me growing up, they wanted me to have the same thing, but it just doesn't work anymore, that, that one job. And I think we all know that having that nine to five isn't enough anymore. I mean, how many entrepreneurs have a few things going on? Almost everybody. I don't, I, I don't even think I know any engineers who get paid, you know, the hundred grand salaries that even have just that going on. Most of them are, um, have side gigs or side hustles or, you know, network marketing and, that's just become the nature of uh, uh, today. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So, but they, but your parents weren't entrepreneurs. No, they wanted me to just find a nine to five and just be happy and. and be happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that didn't work so well, did no. it? <laughs> I hate being told what to do. <laughs> I can relate to that, my lord. So, and I think most entrepreneurs. Can, you know definitely can relate to that so um so did so you went to high school you went to elementary all that in yep. in um and you were born here right yeah so i was born in um in boston okay okay so as i as my dad says um american made with polish parts okay i got you <laughs> so so you you went to elementary school and Middle uh -huh. school and high school and Boston. Yeah. Did you go to college? Yeah, I went to UMass Boston. Oh, did you really? Political science. Nice. Did yeah. you, so you graduated? 
Um, I, I have some college as, as someone says, so I, I don't have a degree, but I, I pretty much uh, halfway through college, I was like, political science was just not going to be it. And after nine 11, when the, the economy started to have its, uh, its tank, I ended up becoming the entrepreneur that I wanted to. And I opened up a fitness studio, uh, a couple of years after that, um, after I did some massage therapy for a while. So there was a little niche for a while. Um, until the next recession happened in 08. Uh, but when I opened my studio, uh, and it was actually in Atterborough, Massachusetts, um, gosh, I was making $10,000 a month. I'm like, I'm going to retire by 35. Hey, you know? yeah. And um, I was never prepared for a recession. And when all of my doctors and attorneys and realtors stopped coming, uh, that $10,000 a month nut went down to barely keeping the um, off the studio open, I had to evolve quickly. So as people see the economy changing, you constantly have to evolve and never, right. never stay contempt. You constantly have to learn for whatever could happen. So what your studio for? I had a fitness studio. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you say that? I did say that. I, you know, I'm sorry. I was, I had a, 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 I put a comment up on the screen and it was huge and I was trying to adjust it because it was covering your face. Uh -huh. and so I, I think I missed that, but, um, okay. so, so, so you went and, and, and you did, so you did this and, um, Cassie Blanchett is on here, by the way, I interviewed hey, her. She's in Boston. She has family in, oh Attle in Attleboro. Did you see her interview the other day? She's, she's an amazing singer. So. Um, but she's, I'm going to reach out to her. Yeah. She's, she's pretty cool. You guys should connect. So, um, so the reset, like you're talking 0809. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That was a tough period. Tough times. I mean, everyone had some kind of struggle and you know, we have Grant Cardone as a mentor in common. And even he said at the time, like everyone didn't prepare for what happened. Oh, and it was just like, you, you know, uh, it, it threw everyone off for, for a debacle and it just kind of gave people a standstill. So me being in fitness, as much as I love seeing transformations and you know that, uh, and in people who are watching who are Ken Walls fans, some of you are network marketers, you're, you're entrepreneurs, you're into fitness and health. And you guys know that, you know, when, when it comes to people's bodies and their health, everybody wants to lose weight. Everyone wants to stay in shape. But it be, you have to make it a lifestyle. And when I was a trainer, I constantly pushed for, okay, you have these, you know, 12 sessions with me, but by the end of it, you're going to be on your way to a transformation, but I want you to do things on your own eventually because either you can keep paying me or learn something and do it on your own. And that way you can refer me business and, you know, you save money. I, I, you're happy and, um, I make money by bringing in new people. So, uh, at the end of the day, you know, all these trainers and people in network marketing have a great niche and you just want to be sure that you are constantly educating people. And that's what I want to do with fitness. And even what I'm doing today with construction, I still do fitness as a hobby. So um, we'll, right. we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. So but you like so you were in. Did you end up shutting it down? I had to. Um, did you? I had a bad business partner too. I mean, long story short, when you have a, a, a studio with a um, someone you're in a relationship with, uh, and they had other uh, endeavors and they weren't on the same page as you, your book, the books weren't right, scheduling wasn't right, uh, how we structured the business uh, in the front end with these classes and then behind the scenes, 
it just it wasn't panning out and and it was because he wasn't on the same page as me right and that studio was not going to survive so 2009 was a great year to, to break it off and then I always wanted to start fresh so it was perfect timing to kind of wash my hands of it you know dump that project and just come here to Florida and just re redo everything and it was perfect timing for me so you you ended up in Florida what part of Florida well I moved to Florida because my parents um, retired there and then oh. honestly folks when you're broke the last thing you want to do is start over when you have no money and you kind of flock back to the the little nest so I flocked near my nest I didn't yeah. live with them because uh, when you're uh, in your 30 into your 30s living with your parents is not gonna last for long so yeah. I was able to you know find my own place um, and live near them but I was able to do something on my own and, and kind of restart everything they're in, we're in Brevard County. So Brevard County on the map wise guys is central Florida, but on the coast. So we're Cocoa Beach. So we're, we're right near NASA. Yeah. We're an hour from Orlando. We're three hours from Miami. Nice. Very yeah. nice. That's awesome. Actually. That's I've, I've, I've driven there. Did you ever hear that story about me flying in to meet with John Hamlin? I remember you told me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I flew into the wrong city. <laughs> I had to drive all the way up the, the that East Coast. to a friend of mine. It's not just you, Ken. It happens to a lot of people, believe I, me. I, I swear I thought, I really thought Daytona was right next to, to um, uh, what's uh, down by Miami? Um, oh, Fort Lauderdale? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. Thought, yeah. So I flew into Fort Lauderdale for my meeting. Oh, it was crazy. Anyway, yeah. um, so so you here you are, and you're what? At, how what? At that time, you were probably twenty eight, twenty nine. I was twenty eight. Yeah, very good. Okay. Yeah. I'm just I'm 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 running mad. Good math. Yeah. So um, and so you moved to Florida. You're twenty eight. You had a business. It it was jamming at one point, and then it ended up taking a a, a big fall. Yep. And and you had to start over. Exactly. And um, you know, some for anyone who was starting over, sometimes that uh, stepping um, two steps back to you know big uh, a bunch of leaps ahead is much better. You got to yeah. cut your losses sometimes. Yep. That's. I mean, that's life. Sometimes you. Just, I mean, a life. lot of times, right? Yeah. Some some people get stuck in it though. They get stuck there and they hang on. And I've done yeah. that, you know. I I, I hang on have. to things that aren't aren't good for me. And 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 you know, like sometimes it's like, okay, you got to really step back and assess it and go, wait a minute, what the what yeah. the hell am I doing here? So exactly. like you know, and it sounds like you did that and 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 shut it down. So good for you. Yeah. So at 28 years old, you end up in Florida, no job, no money, probably some bad credit. <laughs> yes, I did have some bad credit. Uh, I mean, luckily, you can't shut down a business. In a, but, you know, in, when I moved down here, I had to hustle hard. And the first yeah. two weeks that I moved down here, I found a job through networking. Uh, I used Facebook, and I randomly messaged 30 people. And out of the 30 people, one of them is my very best, one of my best friends. And ironically, she's from my homeland. Her name is uh, Aggie Moita. Uh, and her her husband is uh, Adam King. And they're married now, so we're best friends, and we hang out, um, and it, it's a fun time. But um, through them, I met my other friends, and uh, through through them, I met um, other people I connected with. So it's just you know you gotta sometimes put yourself out there, and you know um, 
people will either, you know, uh, reciprocate to your energy or they won't. And, you know, everyone's vibe is going to jive and sometimes they won't. You just got to connect with that vibe, you know? Right. Yep. You're absolutely correct. Just so, like you and me at the 10 actual con. Go right. Go. Right. So, so, you know, with the, the, um, but you know, I, you said something very important there and I want to, I want to make sure that I point that out because look, it's, it's, who you know and who you connect with is so important in life right. and connecting with them the right way. Right. So when you, when you, um, you know, went to Florida, you immediately started networking with people. Immediately. I, I knew even before I moved down, I, I used Facebook and, and groups to just connect because I needed to have someone to connect with when I moved down here. And, you know, uh, I I learned uh, even before I moved down here, shy equals broke, and you just you can't be shy. You just gotta put yourself out there. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. And you know, I learned about energy vampires, and you know, who's gonna you know be the most beneficial for not only me but for me for them. Right. So I learned that pretty quickly. And you started a, um, and I don't know what point you started it and and how far you've gotten with it, but you've started a thing where you set up set up um, interviews basically or or conversation yes. mentoring kind of stuff with it's the expert connection so the expert connection construction edition um, it, there were already a few episodes in and I went from uh, when I moved down here from sales and marketing to uh, medical technology to now uh, construction or, or roofing sales yeah. and I had I went into roofing because I, I bought a condo uh, with, with my husband and, um, and the roof just went to crap three months later. And all these things that I should have known weren't disclosed to me, uh, I learned the hard way. So if I can educate people in this industry to make better decisions, man, am I going to save you a lot of money? Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, so, um, so you, you've, uh, you know, you're the epitome of, of not giving up, like just keep no. going, right? I keep going. Yeah. So, so you, you got into, um, you came, you went to Florida, you're tw 28, you ended up connecting with some people. And what did you start doing at that point? Was that? Oh, so when I first moved down here, I actually worked for a small, uh, newspaper and I, there's a funny story to that now, hometown news. And I was with hometown news for about a year and uh, hometown news was my first job. So it's kind of like my, you know, I was very, appreciative of the job and I learned so much and you know about sales because I had the good thing was I had a little salary plus commission and I was building a territory in 2010 which was a very difficult territory which was actually not too far from uh, uh, NASA and uh, Brevard County was was hit hard very hard because when NASA shut down all those engineers that influenced the whole community left and all those businesses took a big toll because of it it was uh, even uh, more bad than uh, than usual wow uh, actually if you look back 60 minutes made a story about brevard county and about the shutdown of the uh, nasa uh, space center and you can see these you know uh, engineers and, uh, and how depressed they were a lot of them committed suicide and uh, my territory Merritt island had a lot of businesses shutting down so here i'm trying to sell newspaper ads and these people could barely keep their business open but if you don't advertise or market who's going to come in your door just keeping your door open isn't enough and now we all know social media and its uh, effect but you know back then social media was just still kind of growing right uh, in facebook and 
you know, and leveraging that. So people just had to find ways to get people through the door. Right, right. I agree. So, so you, you did that for a while and then, then you, I mean, but all along you've, you've been in this fitness thing. And I know, um, recently I saw that you are entering or you've re-entered a, a, you're getting back into some, some, what is it? Bikini modeling? Body yeah, no. So, um, I, I made myself a deadline. Everyone knows if you have no deadline for something. It's just, it's, you, it, this goal's not going to come about. So right. I, uh, the past year, I, I kind of put some weight on. I was in a funk and I, I and I, and I had a, a fitness competition goal to work towards. So it's next Saturday. I've leaned down tremendously. But what I learned now from competition training, and by the way, I, I did do competitions back in, um, when I had my studio. And, but what, what we learned then is way different now. And I'm working, less but smarter whereas back then I worked a lot more and harder and burnt out now I'm having a good time uh, I've leaned out so much I actually look better than I did when I was 28 so good you know it's, you. Um, wow. it's an evolution of time you know so you have you have six pack I have a six pack under there I have I have a I'm 12 very pack conservative. I think you guys know even my IG is my Instagram is you know, a little bit more conservative. I mean, I, I don't post too many. Even my, my last post, uh, I was in, you know, pants and, you know, my, my bra top. And I'm kind of more on the conservative side. So yeah. that's just how it's always been. Yeah. I did, yeah. You didn't hear me. I, I have a 12-pack. <laughs> 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 I need to work on that six-pack. Well, you know, when I when I die down for show, I'm going to be at a weight that I never no one really can keep. So when you diet down or, or, or cut back on water, you're at a weight that's unrealistic. So when I come back after the show, I'll be putting back about five pounds of water. So my I, ideal weight, which I'll be uh, I'd like to maintain at. Uh, and I'm not saying that weight is everything, but I know what my weight should be. So now that I know that number and then where I'm at right now, I'll be able to maintain it and. Uh, it, it's now a something that can uh, uh, keep and just uh, you know keep flowing. Wow, very yeah. cool. So, yeah. um, so you you've you're you've done how many of those have you done? Or is this this is your well first in the one? past? Like you know, uh, I competed in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I I've trophied before. So when you've trophied in the past, you're you you have a history in the industry. So now. Uh, when I'm competing, I'm competing in a master's class over 35. So I have, um, so now I'm 37. So um, I'm master's 35, but they have a, a new novice division, two types of novice. So there's a true novice, which means you've never competed before, or a novice, which is you've competed a long time ago and you've, you know, you've, um, you've uh, placed, but you can still, and it's been so long, you can come back, you know? Yeah. So. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So, so let me, uh, like over the years, you've done a lot of, um, obviously helping people out, um, teaching people fitness and, and good health and, and things like yeah. that. What are some of the things, um, that you see people doing that keeps them stuck? Uh, just not having a routine. I, I, everyone ha gets busy, and we just—it's uh, so easy to fall out of a routine. But you know what? If you fall out of out of the gym routine, um, evolve that routine to do something else. Like if you can't factor time to go to the gym, which I, I know it takes time to get there, set up, and then come back. Um, go for a walk. Um, 
gosh, you could do things at home. Otherwise, if you fall into some kind of routine and just let that weight or that depression uh, take over, uh, it just leads to all the other health issues uh, that just you it, it is much harder to recover from. Yeah. So if you can't go back to that gym routine, find something else that can temporarily hold you over in the meantime. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, much. So, I, I, so same thing happened to me. So. So as far as I mean, so people don't need to go to the gym and no. and all that. There's a um, I'll share with you the video. It's an eight minute video about Ernstine Shepherd. She's the world's oldest bodybuilder. She's 83 now. Uh, the video was made when she was 77. But at the end of it, she says you don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to be a runner. But find something to keep you active because age is truly just a number. I mean, how many 20 or 30 year olds we know that are have just given up and they look so much older, you know, but then you might see a, you know, a 50 or 60 year old that's lively and on their toes. I mean, look at Grant, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> right. Yep. I, I, I know I, my, uh, my, I'm not going to disclose my mother-in-law's age, but she's over 70 and she okay. was on the trampoline with our eight year old yesterday. That's awesome. So, <laughs> right. So, it is. It literally is just a number. Like it's. It, really I, I totally agree with you. So, um, and and I, I also, you know, I, 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 there's a story. I forget where I heard it about these two seventy-year-old women that that celebrated their birthday together, and one says, "Well, it's time for us to start getting our affairs in order. You know, the inevitable is coming." And and the other one, her friend says, yeah, you're right that that I'm going to be I'm going to go scale Mount Fuji and, and ended up doing it, you know, so <laughs> it, it's, it's literally cool. it really truly is just a number and, and people need to get that mindset right, because I think you'd agree that that's where most people get stuck. That's right. It's all very, very. it's all all in your thinking. You change your thinking, you can change your entire life. So so. If somebody came to you, and I'm sure that, uh, and I again, I don't know. Maybe your parents um, have bailed you out of trouble in in your life, or maybe not. I don't know, but they have. And uh, let's just go back to that. So, in um, our our culture, um, the the whole mentality is you you never let family um, fall. Like everyone has everyone's back, no matter. And no one's perfect. I don't have a perfect family, but one thing that they have done that I can never go back on is they've, they've had my back. I mean, my father was my bailout. I mean, if it wasn't for my father's help, I probably would have been in, um, collections jail or something. I mean, after the studio, <laughs> after, the studio me, collapsed, after the studio collapsed, I mean, I was in credit card debt up to the wazoo. And what was happening was I moved down here and they were calling my parents looking for their money. And wow. that's when they're like, how much do you owe? I'm like, Oh my God. And like, I'll figure it out. And they're like, you, you're, you can't even sell your soul uh, and, and get that cash out right now. So, right. <laughs> so anyway, they were my bailout, but you know, I, my intentions with them is, you know, I'll be taking care of them in the future. So, you know, yeah. like uh, as I'm um, getting older myself, I, I, I moved here so I can get a home here cl close to them. And if they, as they get older, you know, I'll be, I'll be paying back. So right. yeah, they, um, they definitely were a bailout for me. Right. Right. But I, I think, you know, like I've been, I, I, I've never had that bailout thing. I've always had to just figure it out, right? And so yeah. um, there's been times in my life where I couldn't figure it out for whatever reason. It was normally the excuses I was making in my own head. 
Um, but you know, what about the person that comes to you and says, "Hey, I, I'm uh, my life's falling apart. I can't I can't figure it out. My electric's getting shut off. My car was repoed. Yeah. My my business is I I just uh, everything. I'm. What do you say to help that person in that moment? Remember, it's yeah. not about like. Hey, you got till tomorrow to get the electric paid, right? So, sure. Like, what do you say to them to help get them over that hump? You just got to, um, you have to scale what you have right now and you have to be in survival mode. Whatever you have to do, whatever it takes, if you, you know, have to, obviously you have to produce. So if you have to get a second job, if you have to even sell some things to get the electric paid for so you have electric or the water because you need a shower, uh, you, you need these, you have to start with the most uh, emergency fundamentals and then, and then move uh, forward. So if you are living in a home or if you live in an apartment and you need that electric and water, get the paper as soon as possible. If you have to uh, pawn something in the meantime, I had to do that while I was down here. I, 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 I ha so if I had to bail out again, I mean, I, I didn't go and ask my parents. I just had to, you know, do my own thing and, and doing that scaling help me move forward. And again, you know, switching jobs or something just, you know, uh, made me appreciate things more. And you just got to do these things just, and they're, they're temporary. They're not forever. But once you get over that little crazy hump and just focus and work, it's just, it's all going to get better. Life has a funny way of working itself out. It really, truly does. It all, yeah. I don't, you know, I said that the other day, I don't get too stressed anymore. Over, I used to, yeah. but I, like, I don't like it just, it, it always works out. It does, yeah. And if you if you stay grateful and 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 focused on that, then then it gets even better. So tell me about what's going on with um, with you now. What what are you what are you up to these days? So uh, yesterday I had a, um, a hurricane recovery summit with uh, the company I work for, a HIPAA Roofing and uh, Sing Law, and it was one of our first ones. But it was a good uh, success for a small turnout, but. Uh, the people that showed up had no idea how much information was available to them and what rights they had. Uh, so um, doing things like these uh, events and the podcast and, you know, selling something that's of necessity for people is what I'm doing right now. You know, I'm uh, doing roofing sales. And even though it's typically not, as some people are telling me, a female uh, job, it's actually being dominated very well by females. So, you know, we do uh, very well in that industry. We're very personable. But what's most important is that we're making a friend and we're helping someone out uh, and solving a problem. Wow. That's awesome. So, um, so you're ha now, how long have you been doing that? Since January. Okay. Yeah. And you're already having summits. Having summits, yes, we um, we were inspired. My best friend and I, my best friend Peller worked for Hippo uh, before me, and she brought me in. And we went to a summit that was in Orlando, and we got inspired by this summit that they had, and we put the same type of thing here in Brevard. And we plan on doing it um, quarterly. So we'll do another one, uh, I think, in January, yeah, after the holidays and everything. Wow, that's incredible. So yeah. what is so what is it exactly that that you do? I mean, it's it's a so it's a roofing company. So yes, I work for Hippo Roofing. I'm a, I'm one of their sales consultant, but I'm also uh, one of their marketers. So uh, we uh, sell a permanent roofing solution. So everyone knows what roofers do, and a lot of consumers think we all sell the same type of material and do the same exact thing. 
but believe it or not, we don't. And uh, if, if you don't know what you're buying um, and you assume that you are buying something, then that assumption is uh, worth is a, a very costly mistake. So here what, in Florida, we uh, I didn't realize how catastrophic we were until I experienced hurricanes <laughs> and uh, and why roofing is so profitable and why they do so many of them. I mean, you, you I mean, if, if you can put a brand new roof on and if a tornado uh, with a hurricane gets whipped over your house, it will pull that roof right off. I mean, wow. it's just Mother Nature doing her thing, you know. Right, right. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to uh, probably install much outside of a a concrete uh and and even then, a, a a good tornado can wipe it out. So so, um, what what are some of the? Because I know that you and Jesse, um, you guys are amazing entrepreneurs, and I know that you're always looking for ways to expand and and grow and 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 you know, build up what you guys are doing. I mean, what are some of your your future? Um, plans or goals. I mean, it's it's not just selling roofing forever. I, I would no. imagine. Well, he's in real estate, so I've actually made him a better real estate agent. You know, uh, things like what consumers should be uh, asking their their sellers when they buy their home, and you know, knowing things about like the age and uh, and about water heaters and whatnot. So it just makes the homeowner uh, more savvy, the real estate agent a better agent. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there are certain industries that are going to become obsolete if you do shortcuts. And I've seen in the real estate industry why most people are doing for sale by owner, don't want agents anymore because they are just they're fed up with these agents just you know putting listings and not really putting an effort anymore. Now most agents, you know, they they make they put their effort, and we all know all, many agents who do very well. But then this industry flocks those I want to be an agent and just make a ton of money. And, and whatever, and, and it is those people that make real estate, uh, that can make real estate a bad industry. So, and also like in roofing, it's these, you know, two guys in a truck that, you know, will come in and say, go with me, I'm, I'm less expensive, I'm just as great as the big company, but they're charging you a lot of money. But people don't realize that two guys in a truck have no insurance, liability, and they're going to be um, gone by the time that roof is um, put up. And there's no warranty that's, that's to back it up. And you'll be um, rectifying that roof in the next year or two. So, wow. and it's, you know, you've got to do your due diligence today, folks. It's a, it's, a, it's a crazy world we're living in. And so we're just trying to scale both industries. And we are using the podcast as a, a tool for both. So you, so you have a podcast. What's the name of the podcast? The podcast is called, and it's on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. It's called the Expert Connection Construction Edition. Love it, I love it. So, what what are um, to to somebody watching this that's struggling right now? What 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 are some some motivational tips you would give them to to help them get unstuck to stop the struggle? Keep learning. You got to keep studying. Uh, um, you have to constantly do some kind of continuing education. If you're, if you don't grow, if you don't learn, you're not going to get out of that funk. And you know, at the end of the day, also you really have to like what you're doing. If you're in that funk, uh, evaluate if you like what you're doing. Because if it's not the right vehicle, and you know, I've been through a few vehicles, um, 
it's just not going to work out, you know. And at the also, when you're part of something and you're part of a team, you need to make sure that the team that you're with is on the same level. I mean, I've I've been through other companies where you know I I, I put my whole heart and soul into it, and I and I have an owner or a manager that's on the other scale, and uh, not only we're not going to grow, it's uh, you know I'm I'm trying to you know have an ego uh, to build. So at the end of the day, it's make sure you're on the right team. That is unbelievably important that you're on the right team with the right leader. That's right. Right. Oh, Amin's on. What's that? I oh, see Amin. Amin, I love Amin. I met him. He was my. He was sat right next to me at the 10x Growth Conference. Yeah, Amin's a good buddy of mine. Love that dude. He's so, a good one to get mentoring from too. He what? He's a good one to get mentoring he from too. He absolutely is. He he's incredible. So so. So what's next for you? So today, well, what's next is uh, just just follow up. I, I want to make the rest of the year uh, more profitable for me and uh, close out a lot of business and finish up this competition. Uh, it's a national qualifier, so if I do qualify or place, as we call it, or trophy, uh, I get to go to a national show next year. So um, we'll see where it goes. You know, if it if it works out great, if it doesn't. Uh, I'm not going to get hung up over it. So, um, but the good thing is, I'll I'll be in great shape for the holidays and maintain it. <laughs> <laughs> Much love, I mean myself. Yes, I love him. Mean he's such a good guy. So, so, um, so you're you're, and this is a is it a what'd you say? It's a fitness competition or a bikini? Competition? Yes, no, it's a fitness competition. So it's okay. a division of bikini figure and bodybuilding for women, and then bodybuilding for men. And when you, if you Google um, female bodybuilding types, it'll come up with the types that they have, and it'll give you an idea of what we're doing. I'm doing bikini. You're really, you're proportionate. You you have a, um, a symmetry, a beautiful symmetry, almost like a figure eight. Um, and it's your your um, critique on your your physique. You know, your your uh, top half uh, proportionate with your bottom. It's just a, like I said, it's a a hobby thing. The good thing is we celebrate as a family. Like all the other people that compete, we become like family members and we party afterwards. And then, you know, you go back home Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> you party afterwards and put back on all that weight? <laughs> no, because by the time, see, by the time we go out Saturday night after the show, uh, if you stuff yourself, you'll just get sick. So most of us have like a sip or two and we'll have a bite of a burger and then, you know, nobody wants to pack on 30 pounds, but, you know, you're going to pack on just water weight. Yeah. Uh, but you, you want to, you know, stay at a healthy weight. And, uh, I mean, people compete um, as a hobby once in a while or people, like, have a full-fledged career out of it. But they, they do fitness um, training or they're competitors or maybe they're, uh, they're fitness trainers and they, they become sponsored athletes. So it all depends on, you know, what you want to do. And I've heard that. And you've kind of touched on it, but I've heard that that is it's it's just brutal dropping all of that water weight, like headaches. Um, and... no, you can do it the right way, and you can do it a dangerous way. So how I'm directed by um, my coach is uh, is different than what other people do. And I mean, I've heard of the diuretics and whatnot, but I'm doing the old school way of like starting from two gallons to one and a half to one gallon to half gallon to quarter gallon to uh, sips of the day of the show. So that's how you Jeez. small, uh, slowly, uh, you know, dehydrate down to the show. But you're making uh, me thirsty with these shows. 
if anyone gets sick or hurt, there they do have paramedics on standby. So if anybody were to pass out, they're <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's cool because you said to have the paramedics in the back, and they're just 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 in case, and they have their IV bags and everything. And it it may be it may happen once in a blue moon, but it's there for precaution, and that's so important. Wow, <clears throat> that's incredible. I can't even yeah. imagine what goes into that. Well, is there, let me ask you, is there anything else that you would like to share with with the audience? Yeah, so uh, what I wanted to share was, you know, um, how how we connected and why, you know, uh, connecting with you is so important because, you know, you've given me so much mentorship and you've, you know, given me, and even, even we haven't been in touch for a long time, we reconnected as if we were speaking, you know, last week. So right. I just wanted to, you know, touch upon really quickly, like, you know, our business relationship and where, you know, um, we're eventually going to be going, you know, uh, with a, with our group, you know, cause I know that I, I kept contemplating to you to have your own, you know, seminar someday. And I, I know that it's going to be, you know, it's going to happen, but I just want to let people have you kind of explain how we, you know, connected and why it's important for people to connect with you. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I, 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 we met at the first 10 X growth con in Miami yeah. But were were we already friends or no? I don't remember. No, no, we just be, we just connected there. Oh, okay, okay. In the VIP section. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, um, and I don't remember the moment, but I remember talk. We talked off and on throughout that entire couple. It of was days me. Or... I, I had a cup of coffee, and you were standing. It was intermission session, and I approached you because I was just there for to make a friend. I got you. That's right. Okay. And I know we 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 got a picture or two together, so that that was cool. But um, so so you know, I I think that over time, there's uh, it's funny. Um, I'm I'm friends with Zig Ziglar's daughter, and son, no kidding. And yeah, and now I I am now, and I I she she called me yesterday morning on her way to the airport. And wow. she, she's a speaker. She's heading out to do some speaking engagements and stuff. And um, we were talking about that. And I, I, she, I said, yeah, I've, I've always kind of thought about doing some speaking stuff. And, and yeah. uh, she's like, oh, you're going to quit thinking about it very soon. I know that you're going to start you. speaking. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so. then, you know, Amin, who sat next to me, and his story is amazing. So, you know, when you, when you join that synergy, I just think the law of attraction yeah. You know, you guys will figure out a way to make a collaborate because, you know, now with that collaboration, everyone has followers that yeah. will um, attend and, and see value in it. Um, you know? Amin is a client of mine. Like we already oh do, my gosh, work, no we do work together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And and he asked me to, to he wanted to talk to me about doing a website for him. And I said, you can't afford me. <laughs> <laughs> he said whatever dude which he he's a great guy i love i mean him and i joke and oh my gosh love that guy but anyway um so no means awesome and i i look i have connected with so many amazing people over the last i don't know five years probably that just and you're one of them that's just like I could I can call you for I could call you for anything I know I could and say hey yep. I, I I need some input or and you know that about me that right. you, you know we've talked many times and and you know so that's that's what it's about it's about connecting with people and and trying to help those people you know really really putting forth effort to help somebody else 
That's what it's about for me. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, listen, thank you so much. I appreciate thanks you coming on. Ken, and thanks, thanks to everyone who came on and chimed in. And yeah. I was just trying to, you know, give uh, Ken my full attention. And, you know, I know that with the feed, you know, people ask questions, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's Ken's show. So I, uh, I definitely will message everyone and, uh, and, uh, reply and, uh, connect with my, um, my Massachusetts friend, definitely. Yeah. And also, I, I will connect back with Amin as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, listen, Aggie, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on and spending the time. And thank you to everyone on Facebook who watched and shared this out. I always always go back and thank the people who shared because that means the world to me. So thank you to everyone, and we will see you all tomorrow. My wife's on here. She said great interview. Hey, Jill. Hey, Jill. Yeah. Awesome. So awesome. All right. Well, thank you, guys. We'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Thanks, Amin. Thanks, Angela and Amin. And have a great Wednesday, everyone. Thanks, Aggie. Take care, Ken. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye.